Welcome to the Volley Pod, where we're all about coaching kids volleyball. With drills, skills, and scenarios, we keep things fast, fun, and effective. Presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball, the Volley Pod is your new source for coaching information. Good morning and welcome to the Volley Pod. How are you today, Todd? Davis? It's all good here. How about you? How's the family? What's going on? What's the what's the latest with Charlie? She's doing wonderful. She's healthy. She's getting taller, stretching out, making some eye contact, yelling, all sorts Opposite, of stuff. middle blocker. Where where are we going? Uh, I'm thinking libero. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. But she's been coming to watch some volleyball though. And okay. She, so you, know. you got her out there. She's yeah. she she's into it. She's soaking it up and all right. you know. She's, she's not bawling as she watches it. So, okay. You know, All so right. it's good. So, yeah, what about you? How's the season going? Season's going well. We're it's coming down to the uh, getting ready for playoffs. So we're trying to, you know, one of the things we, we try to do at the end of the season is can we get better at the end of the season when a lot of teams kind of take the foot, kind of off the et cetera, mm-hmm. and go, oh, we've been doing this a long time. We need to relax. We're going, no, hey. This is the time when we can get better. And when the season ends, JV, Frostoff, get out of the gym. We get all three courts. It's, you know, I love the beginning of the season when we have three courts. And I love mm-hmm. the end of the season when we have three courts. It's best teaching time. Oh, absolutely. And you know what's been really cool? If people have listened to the pod, over the course of the podcast we've done, we've heard all about your season and the progression. And it's been really cool to hear, I think. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes in playoffs for sure. Well, hopefully it'll keep going. Yes. <laughs> hopefully it'll continue for a long, long time. Absolutely. Well, we got, we got some news. So let's, let's start off with this. So the first thing I wanted to let everyone know about is you can always start with a free trial on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website. All you got to do is provide your email, sign up basically, and you can get a free trial and check it out. It is well worth checking it out. And from there, if you want to continue, you know, it's highly recommended by us, but I think just checking it out, I think people will be hooked and see how rich the content is. Yeah. Hey, there's so much there. And Hey, if you're a, if you're a club coach getting ready for your season, nice time to get a free trial, go, you know, jumping around there, give you some ideas, kind of, because you're in that mode right now where you're getting fired up for your, your Absolutely. club season. Absolutely, and I'm in the learning mode, and so I'm just trying to, you know, pack as much into my mind as I can before we get going, you know, so. And then you're going to be doing this JVA virtual clinic, which we've been pumping up for the last couple episodes, and this is going to be super cool. So, yep, so December 3rd, let me okay. talk about another coach. Uh, Megan Keck is another club coach, successful club coach. And she's she's going to be there. Yeah, okay. so she's... Let me uh, give you uh, her two sessions are pretty cool. The first okay. is thinking outside the box when planning practice. I love that. And I just think practice planning is an, there's an art and a science to it. And I'm learning more. About, I've been doing this a long time, but it's still so important. And I love to hear about that. And then her yes. second one is setter training. I know you love that. Reps mm-hmm. that transition to gameplay. So those two things are 
uh, going to be topics so. for Megan. And I, I, it's, you know, I get to moderate it. So I get to field questions and have my own questions at the end. So That's I'm so excited cool. for it. December 3rd, check it out at the AOC website. So cool. And, uh, on another note, we just got picked up for the AVCA convention, coaches convention in Omaha to where we're going to be doing a podcast out there, a live podcast. We're, we're taking the, we're taking the volley pod on the road. Davis. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> road warriors. But, yeah, we're going we're gonna to be on the road. Though, but I'm super stoked about that. But more details about that to come. But uh, we got a great episode in store for everyone today. So, Todd, you're starting with the skill today. What do we have? Tooling the block. Oh, yes. One tooling of my favorites. The block. Okay. okay. We cool. be, yeah, we got a tooling the block. And how important is that? And I, I think it. that uh, for me now, it's, it's become every year it's more and more important. I think a couple of things I have a baker's dozen. Today. Okay. A, you, know, you know what a baker's dozen is? Is that I before my time? I know. What is that, that before is, your time? Or I don't know. know. Yeah. I How know many is a baker's dozen? I know it's 13. 13. Okay. So I, I didn't know if that was an old school thing <laughs> that a young guy like you wouldn't know, <laughs> but, but you know, you know, a baker's dozen. That's I cool. do, so we have yeah. 13 tips. First one. Begin with day one philosophy, and you're going to be fighting players on this because everybody likes to see balls bouncing straight down. Yeah. And so you have to fight against that and say, hey, we know the higher the level, the more kills are touching the block. So if we want to be high level volleyball players, we have to get good at hitting balls off the block. Yeah. So it's. And a great way, I think, to even the playing field. I mean, I have a team right now, you know, my two tallest kids are 5'10". Right. We have to tool the block. We're not going to be hitting over blocks. So that's number one. Uh, begin with the philosophy. Number two, reinforce that with celebrating the tools. I love that. Can we make that? Can I be more excited with a tool than a straight down kill? Yes. And yes. can the team feed off that? Like, oh, yeah, we have a right. tool. That's awesome. So celebrate. Number three. This is one you're going to hear in our practice all the time is Davis. Did you hit that as hard as you could? Uh, did okay. you hit the ball as hard as you can? And if not, why not okay. hit the ball hard? If you're tooling the block, I think for the great majority, I mean, I think there are times when you can do some off speed stuff, but for 95 plus percent hit the ball hard. Yeah. So challenge them, make them have to be so firm that if they're yep, not, they're going to Yep. And hey, high school up. blocks are shaky to yeah. begin with. And so if you hit it hard, good things are going to happen. I like that one a lot. Uh, number four, stay healthy. And that means, hey, we have to use light balls. If we're going to hit a bunch of balls into players' hands, let's okay. use some light balls. Okay. I know I Ojan at Coast is a big fan yeah. of this with the big kids. And we have, you know, you get a kid. We have a kid like Kaya. I brought my friend out. and. Um, she busted his hand, you know, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's just getting a little dislocated the thumb there, but oh. uh, she just hits the ball a ton. So yeah. it's like, we have to be careful. Yeah. Uh, number five, we have two priorities. And I think if, if you're going to tool the block, set location has to be a priority that, Hey, the ball has to be set close enough that it's easy to hit off the block, but not so close that you don't have any other options. Uh, it's a great way of framing it. Yeah. So like the that. ball has to have the, the ball has to be set in the in the proper space. So set location. What, what do you is think is one. the proper space for your level? About about how far from the net? I like like two feet, twenty four inches, okay. something like that. Okay. Twenty four to thirty six. Okay. If you get to twelve, you can still deal with it. So um, okay. twenty four is the the happy medium. 
under 12, I think you start getting, you know, it gets limiting critical. Options. Yep. Yeah. And I think over three feet, then you start hard to harder to find, to, the, block. To, yeah. to find the edges of it. Okay. So uh, good question, though. I like it. Uh, and then priority two, uh, if the set's there, the attacker has to stay behind the ball. And you have to, it's hard to hit the block if you don't see the block. Right. Okay. okay. So if you're running under the ball and you're looking up to the ceiling and you're guessing where it is, it's hard to be good at tooling the block. So those two priorities as far as teaching priorities. Okay. Uh, next, number seven, practice it a lot. Over and over and over. This, you, we can't practice it too much. And starting, I think, uh, with some progressions. And I know progressions aren't, uh, you know, everybody's favorite thing. But I think you can lower the net, start on the ground, uh, put some. Uh, I like these things in one of the, in one of the videos. They have these pads yes. that are from uh, like martial arts pads. Yes, like boxing hands. Yeah, like of, boxing yes. hands. So you put them there and you just hit off those things. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It protects the fingers. Yeah. So it's and once again, it gives the it gives the hitter like a bigger kind of big black circle target to hit. I like that. So it's cool. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy those today. I watched that idea, video getting prep and I'm gonna I I've got to go that. buy some of those. Yeah, that's a good. Point. So. Uh, and, you know, we've been using uh, we've been using noodles, but I just think the having those hands with those uh, pads are so much better than noodles. I like that. And then the the boogie board, too. Boogie board. The boogie bust, fever. Bo busting out the boogie fever. Okay. You know, just having the boogie board. Now it's not it's not as good as hands, right? Because there's right. no seams and stuff like that. But it's it's definitely a solid. I like thing. the boogie board too. Yeah. I haven't used the boogie board. Okay. Uh, target different spots. Okay. okay. So I think that's number what number what we have number eight okay. target different spots. So if you're left front outside hand is number one, I think, Hey, use that outside hand ball hits the, you know, blockers, right hand goes out of bounds. That's a, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. But then I think inside hand yeah. off the top. Yes. So I think you can play around with different, you know, as you, as you're training it, it can become more advanced and more nuanced. And I think sometimes, oh, yeah, just hit. I'm always telling kids, hit edges of the block. But do we really practice the specific edges? Right. So we have to do a better job of doing that. I like that. Okay. Number nine, uh, connect to coverage. Uh, include landing balance with self-cover. We just lost a match this past you know, week. Parker killed us. And early in the match, we, st we, our blockers were perfect and we're not a very good blocking team Davis. And we had this straight down stuff block and this kid just covered herself and they came back transitioned and got the point, ah. ripped our heart out. <laughs> and that set the tone for the match and Rodrigo's team kicked our butts. And I think that I, you know, you think of those singular plays that we call those flip switches mm. where you think you win the point and then you don't. Yes. Uh, and those are emotional points. So covering yourself, I think it can be connected to that. And okay. I think it's, it's healthy to land. You're a big guy about landing on two feet, staying yes. healthy, yes. covering yourself is big. Uh, how about number 10, static? Hey, into the match, who had the most tools for kills? That's a great point. Just simple, simple. Hey, we're going to celebrate that person when we come into practice the next time. I like that. Uh, number 11, static number two. One of the stats that we look at is we, we're really trying to hammer attacking errors and trying to get that under 15%. For attacking errors the other thing we're looking at and i stole this from chris lamb at wichita state another another thing i stole from him is if you look at your errors we want block so if you look at let's say you're an attacker and you make five errors you hit 
uh, four balls out and you got stuff blocked on one, I would say you're not challenging the block because we want the balls that get stuff blocked to equal or exceed the balls that are hit out. If you have four errors hitting out or in the net, that means you're afraid of the block, Davis. Yes. We got to change your mentality to challenge the block. Quit being afraid of it. I like that. So just looking at that simple stat. I really like that. And, and that's more mental a lot of times. Well, it gives them something specific though, right? Right. It gives right. them something tangible that we can look at and say, hey, you are challenging the block. You're not challenging the block. We can look at this stat and this proves it. Right. I guess what I mean is kids don't like getting blocked, right? So you have to kind of get in the No, we, no that, say, that's, that started with number one. That's the right. biggest thing that we're fighting because yeah. they don't like getting blocked. They think it's a, a front to their ego. And we want kids. Uh, my, 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 my favorite story about this, I'll tell you this, is when I watched Misty May in high school. Okay. So she's playing for Newport Harbor, and they were playing the old Poway team with Kara Milling. Oh, yeah. Remember that oh, team yeah. back that team there? It's going back some years. Yeah. Uh, but I remember it was like the first set, like 20. Or this was the old, it was, this was old school. So this was was before rally scoring. So it's, it's you know, like uh, 14, 15 in the first. Newport Harbor has the ball. Of course, they set uh, Misty May at, at game point. She goes up. And Milling, and I forget who, who else was on that team. It was, uh, I forget the other kid, that other kid. Anyway, they just roofed her, and the ball just bounced. And Misty May is like on her approach. She's kind of going inside out. She just gets buried, and she just keeps like walking to the bench, gets a drink of water. <laughs> Looks <laughs> like she's on like holiday, right. you know, like she's a walk in the park. And I'll wait a minute. This kid just got roofed for the end of the first set. Poway is celebrating like crazy. She's on the bench taking a drink of water, right. looking calm as could I be. I'm all this kid is a different sort. <laughs> this is a different sort of cat. This oh, kid, yeah. Misty May. I don't know who she is. And I, I hate to say, I think I was right. She's a <laughs> she was a different kind of cat. I think you're right. <laughs> but that 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 mentality of like it's okay to get blocked. It's not okay to not challenge the block yep. right yep. and I, I think that's a wonderful approach and and getting in their ear about that is awesome because it's hard to block balls You're right yeah and we have two more so i'm okay. on number 12 Perfect. and that is specials what i call specials okay. with with tooling and so push and wipe okay okay and then the one where maybe hey you're early and so you hit it when you descend kind of off speed into the block and if the block's early they pull it down Okay. I think that's a little more advanced skill. But those specials, you spend a small amount of time on the specials because they don't happen as often. Right. You got to spend the majority of the time on the heat with edges, but play around with the specials too because they're going to happen. I love that. And can, then, can I real quick on the specials? So, Mary Jo Pepler told us that the game point play back in her time was to set the ball tight and do that push and wipe off the block. That's what they would do on game point. Oh, wow. That was the play. See, I like that. Interesting. I like that. So, yeah. Anyways. I like it. That's good stuff. And then lastly, 13, the baker's dozen. Okay. Number 13, the last donut, okay. is connect to other skills and training. Okay. So you're working on you're working on tooling the block, but hey, to tool the setting has to be good. So you have setting feedback built into that, right? We have coverage for offense because hey, we're tooling the block, we're gonna get blocked. We have to be great at covering. I see what you mean now. Okay. So we're connecting there. On the other side, hey, can our hands be great blocking? 
Yes. Where are our hands facing? How big are we? Are we blocking this little tiny area or are we blocking a, a big, big area to block? And then digging deflections. The toughest balls to dig are really balls that hit the block. So the best defenders can respond to those things. So we get to connect that to the other side. I like that. That's awesome. A baker's dozen I for tool it. in the block. There very, you go. Very cool. So a lot of great stuff in there. So let's move to the scenario. What do you have today? So the scenario, I think if you haven't had the scenario in your coaching time, you are absolutely lucky, but I think almost everyone has. It's when your best player is injured. Okay. And we're or out for anything or out, I guess. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, Hey, we have best players in high school and they have recruiting trips. Right. And yeah, best players out. What are you going to do? And really, I don't have any magical words of wisdom here, except for, uh, well, not except for, these are not going to be magical words of wisdom, but I do have a few points that I think matter here. The first is if you've already been training your players to be multi-skilled players, that's an important first step, right? If you have specialized, it's going to be much more difficult to adapt when your best player has gone out, right? Second point, if you have emphasized the second team just as much as you've emphasized the first team that will pay dividends. We talked a few pods ago about having a contingency plan, yep. right? If you have no contingency plan and your best player goes out, you're in trouble. And that's gotta be a contingency plan you have, meaning we cannot expect our best player to survive, you know, hitting thousands of balls over the course of the season and be in every single game. So what do we have to do next? And I think one of the things you got to obviously think about is where those points come from, right? If you're, if you don't have your, your best hitter, first of all, can you overcome the mental built in excuse that you could lose because your best player is not there? I find this all too often. I'll say, how did you do? And they'll say, we lost. And then immediately, but so-and-so wasn't there. Yeah. Right. And I don't like that. I'd rather. The interesting have... thing, and, and we're uh, San Diego guys and baseball season, and San Diego just won a little yeah. playoff series against the Dodgers. Yes. But I heard a couple announcers making comparisons between the Braves, who won the World Series last year, and their best player, their second baseman, was out, was injured. And then San Diego, of course, has Tatis out, right? Right. So there are times when you have this effect where the best player goes out and the team kind of rallies. And does even better. And right. does even better. So knowing that and trying to work on that mentality rather than yes. this kind of built-in excuse mentality that you were talking about yes. is interesting. Absolutely. And, and that's... I guess was going to be my big point. Number three, we lose as a team, we win as a team. So if we lose and our best players out, I'm not going to, I'm going to perhaps tell my players when people ask you about this game, you say we lost, not we lost. So-and-so was out. And I think building that, and that's just one little thing, but building that team responsibility is critical right it's not if so and so goes off or meaning has a great match if so and so goes off we're going to be we're going to win what we really want to do is say if we all play well and if we all play solidly 
then we're going to have a chance to win. Yep. And I think if I think that if you can do that, that's really awesome. And then some of the specific uh, things you can do to get some more points is I think you probably got to serve tougher. Although I want to say one thing real quick. Sometimes your top player is not that much better than your second best hitter. Well, and there can also be that player can make some errors. So I, I, right. I just think, I guess for me, you know, presenting this thing as a challenge for right. me is, listen, this is a great challenge for us. And we get to put people who've been working really hard all year. And all of a sudden, Davis, we have, you know, we've set you, you know, 10% of our sets have gone to you. That's going to go to 30 this match. It's going to be fun to see you Yes. get this challenge. Exactly. And I'm excited for you. Yes. And it's so cool because you've been working so hard on your game. Right. Absolutely. And so we have this new paradigm that we're creating that is exciting and challenging. Not this, oh, my God, we're not going to be as good because that person is. Exactly. You know, so how do you approach it as a coach? Yes. And I think not dwelling on it, not bringing it up too much. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's just, hey, hey, this is what we're doing. Let's get let's, after it. Let's go. You know, and if if that player's two kills better, let's say, and everything's even same efficiency, but they can score two more points really you don't need to be that much better right and so can you find two points maybe like you said maybe we're gonna try to get one more tool and one more clipper yep. you know what i mean something like that it's it's not that much different so i guess the idea is really it's more of a mental thing than anything and if they're out it's not who cares but we are a team and one player is not the team and it's really important not to concede mentally with a built-in excuse. So that's what I have for if the best player is out. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I'm just going to throw out that idea of, hey, we have a player out. And everybody on the outside thinks this. Uh, I like this one, too. But we know a little more about it. And here are the things we know. We know that we have these players blank, 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 who can give us 5% more emotionally to fill in. We know that blank, 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 blank can give us 5%, not, not 100% more, just 5% more, blank, blank, and blank, to make up for the attacking. And then these players, blank and blank, are going to do stuff from the service line. Like and it. hey, everybody's going to do just a little bit, and it's going to be so fun to see everybody's look on everybody's face and go, How can those guys play? They're so used to relying on this person, and I didn't think they were any good. So, hey, we have this great challenge. For me, I'm, ex I'm as excited for this match as any match all year. That's awesome. So yeah. It's just how do you frame it? Absolutely. Like that psychological it. framing. Yeah. Super cool. And it's, again, it's a super fun challenge, right? So that's the way to frame it. So, well, and I think the other thing is, hey, if that person misses practices, then you, you use that as a, as a chance. Hey, we have to look at that contingency. What are we going to do when that person, let's, let's play some volleyball with her without that, with her not in the lineup or right. with him not in the lineup and see, this is what it would look like. I like that. And so we play in practice a little bit. So when it happens, if it happens, then we'll say, hey, we remember we did this in practice. I like that. So, And then one more final quick thing to add to that, and I think other sports do a little better job with this. If, a, if my shoulders hurt, I can still do stuff with my feet, you know, maybe get on the bike or whatever. If my foot is hurt, I can still do stuff with my arms, you know. And um, I think a lot of times in volleyball, it's just, oh, my whatever, uh, you know, I'm hurt. 
and I'm injured and I'm just going to be out. Yeah. And we'd rather have them doing something than nothing. So that's, yeah. I just add that in there. So cool. Awesome. So what are the videos that we're going to connect to the skill? So the cool first way. one is the one that I mentioned that has the pads. Okay. Okay. Right. Has Love those that. martial arts pads. And this is a guy, uh, Dave Preston from McMaster College. And okay. it's men's volleyball. And those guys are hitting the ball hard and they tool. I think they're, they're better at it than women in general. They do more of it. And he has a nice little progression, super simple stuff. So we'll start okay. with that one. The second one is a guy that you know from LA, longtime okay. club coach, Nabil. Oh, yes, Nabil Mardini. Yeah, Nabil Mardini. And so Nabil yes. has one that's kind of like our blocky ball. Okay. Um, the one that, that we, Davis and I do one that's called blocky ball, where the, the rally doesn't start until the ball hits the block. Mm -hmm. Nabil's is a little bit different, six on six again. Okay. But it can only you can only score on a tool. Oh, okay. I you like start that. at twenty two twenty two. Okay. Into the game. Hey, which means the sets have to be tight enough. Everybody's covering. There's the, but you can only score when the ball hits the block. I like that one. So you can get stuff blocks to score. Okay, I like that. I was gonna say I like that addition too. Okay, yeah. you can get stuff blocks to score, or you can tool. That's it. Oh, so it's really emphasizing that interaction. Twenty two twenty two. You win the point. You get to serve just like we always. Uh, or I think I think maybe he had you receive, receive. Yeah, because then be, you yeah. get a better. So it's kind of the reverse because okay. he gives you the opportunity to tool first. Okay. So cool. that's Nabil's. And then the third one is John Dunning. And John does a six on six. And once again, he comes from a different perspective. And we think so much of competition. Oh, we got to compete, compete. So he says... This is how we do it. We're taking two teams, side A, side B. We're throwing balls in. The, the winning team gets it. And we're going to count nine swings. The ball has to hit the block on six of the nine swings. Go. Ah, and so if you get to like six and you don't have three, you're on right. two, you stop it. No, we didn't make it. We already missed four. Start over. So you have two teams working I like that. kind of together. So it's a different, he Approach. frames things differently. Yeah. But once again, both sides are working on it. More of a and collective. I like it's that. A, it's a different way, different approach. Kind of cool. That so is cool. those are the three. Right on. Well, really cool. That's awesome. Well, those are going to be unlocked and they'll be in our show notes so everyone can feel free to check them out. So I had the resource of the week and the resource of the week is not exactly volleyball specific, but I found myself utilizing this resource a number of times. It's, it's on mine. It's on Instagram and it's called mindset hub underscore. <laughs> and the reason I like it is there's tons of motivational stuff on Instagram, but I found this one to be a little bit more personal and emotional and not so clinical. And by that, I mean, I feel like a lot of emotional uh, or motivational stuff is sort of in, in, in an office talking to someone and stuff like this. And these people are actually in scenarios where they're either highly emotional or, or maybe now are these athletes or are these who who's doing this coming from all walks of life? Really. Okay, but they are notable personalities. Okay, right. And so um, you got LeBron, you got 
you know, Kobe Bryant. But then I know you got, I, I've, Joe, I've heard of those guys. You've heard of those guys. And then you got like Joe <laughs> Rogan and you've okay. got even politicians and, you know, people I've never heard of. But just to hear them speak in their perspective, it can keep you refreshed when you need to be refreshed. How how long are they? Are they long? They're not long at all. They're maybe a minute or two. See, I like that stuff to show my team too. Absolutely. Just like pre-practice. They're sick of hearing my this time of year, Davis. How much have they heard of me? Too yeah. much. Well, and it's like it's super wise and stuff that you maybe never heard of. And so I gotta check it out. I this think is a great it's well one. worth it. Mindset cool. Hub underscore. I gotta that's the resource. I gotta get Instagrammed up. I, I have an account. I don't get on there very much, but now that's gonna give me a reason to, to check it out. Yeah, and the the other thing I would add real quick is as coaches, we always think about feeding the players and making sure the players stay motivated. But as coaches, we need to stay motivated. In the dog days, it gets oh, tough. Yep. You know, and so some of these things, man, I found myself getting a little tear in my eye. I'm like, oh, it's... man, it's like such hard work to be so sharp all the time. And uh, people that get it, get it. And these are people that get it, you know. That's and cool. So that, that's really interesting cool. you say about coaches because the, the funny thing is with me now, I'm finding it as an older coach in some ways easier than it was as a younger coach because I was teaching full time. Yes. And I just was, I mean, you know, carrying, I was teaching, you know, English, carrying around mm -hmm. a bunch of papers, always had the, you know, paper chase going on. And then there's always this big list and having something like that at that time. Now I'm, you know, kind of semi-retired guy doing some pods, playing around with art of coaching stuff and coaching volleyball. It's, it's, it's a little easier, but this motivational stuff is still great. Well, I gotta check, I gotta check it out. Well, and me as a new dad, I mean, there's times when I'm just exhausted, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to find where I can get my energy from it. And some of these things have really been touching and really uh, helpful. I got to check it out, Dave. So, this is a great, anyways, great resource cool. today. Yeah. Awesome episode. I mean, today we talked about tooling. We talked about when your best player is out and we, all those videos will be unlocked for anyone on uh, Art of Coaching Volleyball and they'll be unlocked on our show notes. And we also talked about mindset hub underscore on Instagram as a wonderful resource. So what a, what a great pod. Doesn't get any better than that, Davis. Appreciate Thanks. you, Todd. Thanks Take a care. lot. Bye-bye.